yo, yo, it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests, ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? Thank you for tuning in to Recognition and Respect with your boy, Schnicky. I'm feeling a little sick, so if uh, you hear this cough drop in my mouth, or, um, you know, I'm all congested, so I'm sorry in advance. Uh, hopefully I don't gotta sneeze. I'm gonna go to break real quick so I can get my boogers out. Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> it's cold out here. It's raining. This is Los Angeles. We're not used to this kind of weather, yo. I was listening to uh, Muller, she wrote, and you know, those girls are there in San Diego, those, those ladies down there, so they were like, yeah, it's raining in 60 degrees, this is our idea of a blizzard in San Diego, and yeah, dude, it's LA, man, like, not used to this kind of weather, people driving dumb, I'm cold, I'm sick, I don't like it, I don't like it, <clears throat> but the show must go on, my guests couldn't make it, we'll get to that later, but for now, let me just... Give a shout out to my sponsors. Like I say every week, and without them, this wouldn't be possible. As uh, as I'm trying to move towards sustainability and really try to build up my company and try to build up my bank account. Shout out Twenty One Savage. I hear you, son. We we out here fighting. We all we all thinking about you. But I'm trying to build up my bank account, and uh, it you know this studio, the engineer, all this stuff costs money. And I can't do it alone. So I've been able to find some partners who believe in the vision, who benefit from what we're doing here, and who have, uh, you know, founded a smart investment for them. So shout out the Nightflare Company, a film production and booking company doing everything from live sound to studio production to filming videos. And honestly, like, the more I think about the company Nightflare, it's like multimedia alternative content that you get to generate. JQ can straight up like mic a whole show and you can record your live show and then have like a live recording. We also do like these little artist spotlights where you can record a practice, have a live demo. Uh, Frankie Valentine and he also does live sound. So if you just need a sound engineer and you might be able to just book him to do sound at your show and then he can record the show too. And boom, now you have, you know, if you're a promoter or an artist, now you have a different type of content. It's not just your studio album. Now you have live performances. Frankie Valentine, I mean, he's pretty self-explanatory. He's a producer. He plays all kinds of instruments. He knows how to record. He knows how to mix. He has his own studio. If you're an artist looking to record album or you need studio production or you want, like, your own legit original songs, no samples, you know, Frankie Valentine's your guy. And then Flying Chimp Studios, obviously, like, drones are the new rage. All the drone shots, like these epic wide angle. I used a bunch of them in um, the Eastlos video, Eastlos Art Walk video that I did. That was all Flying Chimp Studios. So just, like, those epic shots or even just, like, that hover, like, that freedom to just get these different angles. It's, uh, it's undeniable. You know, it looks great. And then you have Napalm Monkey which does like the full gimbal, rigging, smoke machine, lights, all of that, so you can get like a high production type of video. I do marketing, I help out to promote shows, I help to book, I help to find venues. We, other ha we also have other booking promoters, throwing shows, alternative shows, LA, Derange, Demise, the Blue Light District, so all in all, we're just really building up a company that's going to be able to do <clears throat> everything from start to finish. Have an artist come in, generate content, book them for shows, put them on the podcast, help them promote their work. It all ties in, you know. So that's Knife Their Company. Follow them on Instagram. Huge supporters. Thank you, David, for uh, believing in Sneaky, keeping it going. Midnight Motives. <clears throat> And this is kind of like where you get to see a different type of sponsorship. Like, they don't have a service. The Midnight Motors just came out with an album. Well, now it's been a year and a half, a couple years. It's been a while now, but the album's out. And every week, they get a shout-out here. So I tell people to go check it out on Spotify, check it out on iTunes, share it, 
the Midnight Motives. They're on Instagram. Uh, they have some shows that they're playing that I'm planning that we're going to be doing soon. So be on the lookout for their shows. And also, uh, honestly, they're just awesome dudes. And if you haven't checked out the episode they did here, go check out the previous episode. Super fun time. Um, my newest sponsor, Do Drop the Lights. Edibles. Uh, tinctures, you know, so you can infuse things. Basically, THC products made by awesome people. The home of the Wake and Bake Bar. Oats, chocolate, different flavors. Uh, bomb bomb. They're about, we're about, I'm about to re-up right now. Homegirl's making me some new bars. We're going to meet up so that I could uh, get some more product and continue to tell all you people how bomb it is. And last but definitely not least, Cultivarte Studios, my first guest, the when we kicked this whole thing off back in April. It's almost a year, yo. Yo, Brittany, can you believe it's almost a year? That's crazy, huh? <laughs> but uh, Cultivarte, framing, screen printing, uh, community workshops, basically my main business partner helping out with branding, helping me out with generating all my uh, merchandise, and really putting me on game about, you know, how to serve the community, <clears throat> how to get paid, you know, grants, working with cities and museums and more institutions that have budgets for art so that you can actually give something back to the community. It's really a model that uh, I've taken to, and we got a lot of things planned this year. And I'll be checking in with a lot of stuff that I'm, that's coming up. Since I don't have a guest today, I figure I'll just let y'all know what Sneaky's up to and different things that I've been doing. Those were my sponsors, though. Again, thank each and every one of you. And if you're trying to join the team and you believe in the vision and you want to sponsor Sneaky and you want me to shout out your brand or your services, share it across my seven social media platforms and you know just be an ambassador for y'all, get at me in the DMs at official Sneaky or send me an email at Sneaky at Sneaky.net. So get at me, join the team. We out here making a difference. Or at least trying to, you know? Shit, better than most of you, bum-ass fools. <laughs> I'm playing, man. I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, so I had some adventures this week. A lot of dope shit that I was into, that I got into, and uh, a lot of stuff that's coming up in the future. So um, on Tuesday, I went to Los Globos for Awas to go check out the homie uh, DJ Ethos and... Taco Nasco? Yeah. Uh, let me just tell you, dog. The Latin movement, like la Latino people coming together to party, uh, that shit's real. It's beautiful. That event had, like, almost no promotion, not that much lead out, and there had to be, like, 100 people there on a Tuesday dancing, eating tacos, drinking micheladas, getting fucked up. It's beautiful. DJ Etos bringing the cumbias. Always fire. I actually got to hang out with him that day and book him for an event coming up. So as soon as uh, we announce that, I'll be letting y'all know first. And then um, on Thursday and then again on Saturday, I went to two back-to-back -back meetings concerning homelessness. And... Um, this is something that, so obviously I'm, I had Dark Side in here, and I had uh, the Black and Brown movement, and they pretty much recruited me to help out with Artists United to end homelessness, and essentially that organization, their whole plan is um, to use the arts, to use music, to use events, to use that kind of energy to bring people together. And once to get them together to spread this kind of new consciousness about homelessness and how it shouldn't be just managed with people handing out food and blankets and all that, that it, should, it could actually be ended. And like we could live in a world where there is no homelessness. And it's kind of a, even when I say it right now, I know it sounds like a crazy concept, but that's what we're aiming for. And that's why... Um, it's such a big deal, and it's something that can only be done really by the artists because 
artists are the ones that are always pushing society and always have like the wild, crazy ideas that no one thinks is possible. But yet, you know, once you get that critical mass, bam, you're able to change uh, the way people think about stuff. And so they recruited me, and ever since I've been working with them, I've been trying to find more tangible ways to really get this done. A lot of what Artists United does right now is just the messaging, like try to get, try to put the people without homes and the homes without people, because uh, apparently there's a bunch of like empty houses and government buildings and just like a lot of, a lot of structures across LA County and California that are empty and not being used. They're vacant, they're foreclosed, um, they're just sitting there, and yet, you know, there's large masses of homeless people that are that could be using those spaces and they're not. So the problem is like it's like the same thing with uh, it's like the same thing with food, right? Like realistically, no one in the world should be hungry. Like there's enough there's enough food to support the world, but just because of the way the intricate systems of society are set up, you know, the resources don't go to the people that need them. And the same thing's happening here in California. There are a lot of buildings, a lot of spaces, like right now when it's freaking raining and it's cold and people are out on the street, there are places where they could go, but just because of the way society works and the bureaucracy and the liability and yada, 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 there's a lot of red tape and those buildings remain empty when they could have people in them and be housing people. So <clears throat> that's uh, their mission, and I've been trying to help them out, find tangible ways to doing this, and we finally got something that came across our desk. So there's, I'm on a mission right now to really figure out how to get legislation introduced to a ballot for California to actually make an amendment to the California Constitution um, to label homeless people as a protected class and say that housing is a basic human right. And on Saturday, I went to go meet up with this other organization, End Homelessness Now LA, who's planning their own campaign. Um, basically, in March, they're planning to have a big demonstration in front of City Hall and try to put pressure on you know, government officials because apparently there's like a lot of money, like the California voters just approved, or that back in the day, they approved this big amount of money that uh, was supposed to go to the homelessness issue, and nothing's being done with that money, and uh, there's just a lot of like bureaucracy and shady back deals and a lot of inaction, so now they're playing this giant movement demonstration march on City Hall, and so... I went to their meeting to try to pitch our thing, and then I heard about what they were doing, and I ended up signing up to like help them out with their thing. So now I'm working with two different homelessness organizations trying to end it, and um, it's exciting, man. Like that's that's kind of why I'd like to do what I do, you know. Like me and the homie Darkside were talking off air about how you know like. If you want to help people in this society, you have to have money. Or you have to know people that have money. So, like, yeah, you know, we're all socialists and communists and we want to overthrow the system. But, like, we're, we have to live in this system. You know, we have to survive in this system. And if we want to try to make a difference in this system, we got to have, we got to have that feria. You know, we got to have that plata. We got to have that money, dog. We got to have that money, dog. So... One of the reasons why I like doing what I do is because it actually frees up time. I might not have all the money, but, you know, I get to make my own schedule. Most of my stuff happens on the weekends. I can, during the week, be cruising around, traveling, meeting the people, passing out flyers, you know, organizing the, organizing the masses. And then I do entertainment. And that's kind of where Artists United kind of really is different because we're using that music we're using the art we're using poetry we're using paintings photography to really bring the message out and it's a lot easier to gather people around those kind of spectacles and those installations that are art and creativity and you know music generated as opposed to like just getting people together to listen to a guest speaker or try to have some kind of symposium or you know and all those things work and like town halls they all work but really like where do you see the really 
unless it's some giant demonstration of like mass mass mobilization. I mean, the biggest groups of people you see that are you know independently organized are usually around music and art, entertainment. So I get to do both things, you know. I have time. I get to use my talents. Get to feel good about myself. Get to stroke my ego. Like, yeah, sneaky, doing good for the world. Keep it up, papas. That's right. Hey, but so if anybody's interested in this fight against homelessness, this dream to end homelessness, or at least try to influence, you know, city politicians and Californians that, like, and that's the thing. Most people are pretty unanimous. If you ask anybody, like, should we have homelessness or do you think people should be homeless? For the most part, people will be like, nah, man, homelessness sucks. We should really do something to fix it. Like, yeah, yeah. Wooty woo, yada yada, I'll talk until it comes down to like, let's actually do some work. And then it's like, ooh. But we got people that are doing the work. I met a lot of new folks. Um, <clears throat> we got more meetings coming up. So if you're interested, you want to get involved, you want to reach out, plug in, you know, lend your talents. <coughs> I told you I'm, I'm a little sick, I'm coffee. Sorry. I apologize already. Yo, okay. And then on Friday, I uh, I had a fun show Friday. I went to the music showcase with Big Gino and my homie G Hippie. And uh, I just went for the past the mic section at the end, which is just like, you know, like a cypher, people freestyling over beats and shit, MCs, singers, all that. And I realized how much my freestyle game has slipped in recent uh, years. I'm actually rocking a sweater right now um, that I got for being a freestyle champion at a bat in a battle league in San Diego. Shots fired. Yeah, dude. I, uh, the competition was like legit. They had a a microphone pointed at the crowd that like registered the claps so it could see how loud. So, like that's how the meter was. That's how they chose the winner. Yeah. So I won, and my freestyles used to be sick, but I went to this radio show and. I was freestyling with some fools who freestyle all the time, and it shows. And I legit felt like I need to get more practice on my freestyles and start freestyling more, cause like it's kind of embarrassing. I was I was a little I was a little thrown off of my game, cause I legit felt like I couldn't freestyle as good as these fools, which is not true, cause I'm good at freestyling. But you know, just that confidence, cause I my my like my my razor's not sharp, you know, I gotta sharpen my razor a little bit, my, my freestyle, my mind, that little like, yo, let me come through, drop a one, two, let me flip the microphone, this what we do, oh, you know, I gotta be more like on that fucking quick shit, but I'm not, so shout out G Hippie and Big Gino and Spade and all the other peeps I met, uh, it was a dope experience. It's not the first time I've been on that show, but it's the first time I was like the weak link on that show. But not the weakest link. And I'm going to get to it later because today I want to talk about uh, energy and up and coming artists. Like how you move in rooms with people that don't know you. Because it's super important that like first impression is usually super critical. So, uh, But we're going to get to that. But I just wanted to finish off. With my Saturday night um, adventure time, because honestly, my guest today was supposed to be here to talk about what happened on Saturday night, but shit happens, yo. So I went to go see Shade, which is uh, written by Dwayne Colbert, my guest. That was supposed to be today, and if you don't know Dwayne, we have a previous. He was on episode 17, so if you want to hear the first episode... Just to get familiar, because I am gonna, we are gonna reschedule and bring homie out here to talk about his musical. Because honestly, the shit was funny. It was like I, I'm, I consider myself progressive and a lefty and politically correct and all this shit. And like, so a lot of comedy lately has not been funny for me. It's hard to watch comedians kind of like butcher and misrepresent certain marginalized communities and not really be funny about it, you know, like, and I feel like this is shade, the musical comedy experience that I went to is a good, is a good way of like 
actually com- co- like completing the loop where you get to like, you know, you, you make fun of some stereotypes, minorities, but it's like the people who are those minorities are making fun of themselves, so it's acceptable. And then you get to hear the history and you get to learn something and you actually get to like be informed and educated about why those systems are and it was a dope show and honestly i didn't know what to expect i knew it was gonna be funny i didn't know how the singing and the dancing was gonna come off but it was dope and uh it was at the second city in hollywood and i'd never been it's a cool little venue also a school and um the shit was funny. I took Ray and Stiklali with me, and we uh, we were laughing and singing the songs because they're like pretty uh, predictable, you know, where they're gonna go. So you're like, oh, it's it was hilarious. And honestly, like, I don't want to give too much away, which is why I wanted Dwayne to be here because I was gonna be like, yo, man, don't wanna ruin your musical. So like, what's the synopsis or like, how do you promote it? And then we were gonna talk about how. He came up with it and why it's so funny. And uh, honestly, we saw the last preview, so it wasn't even the most perfected, tight, put-together show. And uh, it's going to be starting the premiere this Saturday at 10 p.m. in Hollywood. So if you want to go out and check out the show for yourself and then hit me back up and tell me whether or not you thought it was funny, please do. It's called Shade, S-H-A-D-E. And at first I thought it was just like skin shade, which it is, but they did a double entendre. So if you could think of like throwing shade and like shade of the skin and all of that, how, and think about comedic twists on all that is hilarious, hilarious. Informative too. Like the songs were funny and I was learning shit. Like they did little history lessons and it was good. So go see shade. Go support the homie, even though he couldn't be here. And the reason why he couldn't be here is because, like I said, they just did the preview on Saturday, and they're coming back to do the premiere on this coming Saturday. So they only have a week to really fix all the mistakes, get all the together, like get everything together, last-minute edits, last-minute like changes. And in the hustle and bustle of all that, my boy forgot to call me and tell me, yo, I'm not going to be able to make it. And... As bummed as I was, and I was trying to scramble because, like, Black History Month, so I wanted to have like black. I want to kick it off with like a black guest, and I couldn't. And then I was like looking for other black people to bring on, and I know it sounds racist and tokenizing, but like, just trying to like use the platform that I, that I got. You know, I was, I didn't really earn this shit. I just kind of stumbled across it online, and so you know, I'm trying to like help out peeps, and I couldn't find nobody. And then I was hitting up homies. And they were, like, busy with their kids and lives and shit, and I can't blame them. So I was like, fuck it. Solo dolo. It's been a minute since Sneaky did a solo show. It's not really my preferred uh, format. I like having a guest because now I have to fill up all the space. And, like, I don't think my brain moves quick enough for this, really. And I didn't really plan anything ahead. So now that the uh, adventure time is over... Let me talk about energy, because on, uh, on Friday at the Music Showcase, Hippie invited this young 21-year-old aspiring rapper, artist, and um, homie was very green, you know, as far as like rap game and music industry and... Uh, he was very, like, over the top. Have you ever met someone that's just like, yeah, man, you're the best. Oh, I fucking love everything you're doing here. This is amazing. Like, oh, I'm so excited to be here. Like, it's fucking cool. Like, yeah, man, you're the great. Y'all are successful. Y'all are, you know, y'all are like, he's, he was like, he's like, you're, you're Pac and you're Suge Knight and fucking you're Dr. Dre. And, and it was just, like, so off-putting. I don't know if homie was on drugs. I mean... When I looked at him in the light, his pupils were a little dilated, but he had light eyes. Maybe that's just... And then obviously, like, I brought some drink, and I was, me and Hippie were drinking, and the dude was like, yo, can I have a drink? And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not rude so, or stingy, so I was like, yeah, man, pour yourself a drink. I didn't really think about the fact that he's just turned 21. I mean, I, I don't really think about how that I should be policing people, but I guess I'm getting to that age where I gotta start policing people that are super younger than me and being like, yo, man, are you sure you wanna drink? 
You're about to go freestyle on live internet streaming radio right now. And you've never done this before. But yeah, um, his energy, it was like so high and like he was so amped. And I was, I, I have, I remember having similar issues. You know, I'm a high energy cat too. I get really excited about things. I'm very loud. I'm very like in your face. I want to be everybody's best friend. So I feel like I kind of understood him. And I was trying to like, I was like putting up with it, I guess. I wasn't, I didn't want to call him out. I was trying to like, you know, give him subtle hints. But then, <laughs> but then Spade walks in. Yo, and homie, if you're listening, dog, no hard feelings, nothing against you. My boy, you're just young. You got to figure this shit out. But uh, I don't even think he's paying attention because, you know, when I first asked him, like, yo, you have any social media? He had nothing. He said he didn't have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like, how are you trying to be an artist in today's, in today's climate and not have social media game on lock? That's like rule number one. You got to have social media. How are people going to find you? How are they going to know what you're up to? How are you going to promote stuff? I mean, nowadays, you don't even need a website. I, st- I mean, I still say you should have a website for sure, but... If you have a cracking Instagram and it's linked up to your Facebook, like you don't really need a website. Like, and if you do, that's extra. It's like that's even more impressive, and you're like on another level, you know. But so then, I was pretty. I was like trying to like you know mentor the cat, kind of like you know just try to calm him down. But then Spade walked in, and right away he was like. Like gave him the look, like yo, this fool. What's wrong with this dude? Like. He, his face was very, like, informative of what we were all feeling, like, yo, this fool needs to chill. And then he started asking me advice. And one of the things that I told him that I was, like, thinking about on the way over here that I think is, like, a good kind of thing to put out is just, like, energy, how you move in a room, you know? Like, basically, he went on and completely sucked at the freestyle. First of all, he's a Latino kid dropping the N-bomb over and over and over again. Like, 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 no fool, like, come on, you don't get that, you don't get that pass, you can't do that. Everybody else on the panel was black, so they had that little, they got to use that crutch, stutter step, but, and then he was like, Brittany, like, the mics were on the, like, boom mic, you know, where it's just, like, set, and he was, like, holding it, it had, like, the rubber bands, you know, where you're not supposed to hold it, and he was, like, holding it. And so, and he was bad. He didn't, and then he started, then he pulled his book, and he started trying to, like, read his raps on the cypher, on the on air. So Big Gino pulled him off, and and he, and I followed him out, because I was like, yo, I kind of need to tell homie something, you know? And so, and right when we went into the room, he's like, it's all right. I didn't come to meet those fools. I wasn't here for them. I was here to meet you guys. It's all, it's all good. And I was like, yo, 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 yo. That's not the right energy, you know? Like, like you just took an L. You shouldn't be trying to be all sour about it and be like, I don't even need this shit because that's not, that's not the point, you know? And I told him, I was like, dude, like, every time you walk into a room, any show, Anywhere you go, you should just act like, the, be the coolest version of yourself with the utmost respect, you know? Like, go into a room and never never let anybody have anything bad to say about you because you never know who those people are going to be in those rooms, especially if you're trying to be an artist and you're showing up to shows and you're showing up to radio shows and you're going to, you're going to like, listening parties or you're just going out to a club where... You know, you're trying to meet promoters and stuff. It's like, you never know who's who, man. You can't, you can't really be walking around disrespecting people. And if you take an L and you fuck up, like, own it, man. And if you're not going to own it and you're going to be, like, really hard-headed about it, like, leave. You know? Like, just consider that that was, that was your chance. You lost it, cut, on to the next one. But, like, it's just, it's hard it's hard to be an up-and-coming artist in this game because if you fuck up, it's really easy for it to get around, you know? Like social media and Twitter and Facebook and everybody working, like, and this is something that me and Jelani talked about, like everybody who's really busy in this L.A. scene, 
Like, we all pretty much know each other, you know? Like, anybody, like, like, anytime you go out and you're at a spot, like, chances are that someone that's in that, like, if you're going into a, in, in a certain scene that's thrown by, like, certain group of promoters that are doing, like, this hip-hop underground after-hours type shit, like, chances are there's going to be at least someone in that room connected to another promotion or that works with someone else. So, like, <coughs> it's um, it's kind of a small world these days, you know? And I don't even know what happened to homie. I don't know how drunk he was. I don't know what he was on. Um, I gave him a bunch of free shit. He, like, you know, stickers. I told him to come to my shows, hit up, you know, hit me up. And uh, I don't know what happened to dude. I hope he got home safe. <clears throat> I hope he continues to, like, work on his shit. But it's, like, it's just weird, like, you can't walk into a situation and try to impose your will on people and try to tell everybody all at once what you're about and what you're trying to do and how you're going to be so cool and how you have the million-dollar idea and how we're all going to get rich. It's just like like people that have been doing this for a while know that that's not how this shit works, dude. Like It's rare that somebody just blows up and becomes famous and a millionaire off of one good idea overnight or over six months like years and years of work and planning and plotting and networking and building up putting kind of like setting up all the 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 tinder and all the like all the little like explosive stuff so that when you spark that spark there's a huge roaring fire waiting to be blasted off you know so I just thought that was important it was an experience I had and I, I've kind of I felt really bad for the dude because I kind of could see it happening I could tell, like, everybody was, like, kind of, like, not feeling his his super excited young energy. And he couldn't tell. Like, he wasn't reading people's facial expressions or body language. Like, he wasn't really listening to what people were saying. And he was just kind of, like, caught up on his, like, his drive, you know? He was, like, it was too, it was too much. It was too much. And I guess, like, you know, that might work in some cases. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe that's the energy that he needs to have because then when he meets the right person who, like, really fucks with that, they're going to take him places. But in my experience, like, you got, like, you got to have friends in this game. You know, you got to try to make as many friends as possible <coughs> and not try to make any enemies, you know? So, or at least, like I said, don't, don't, don't let people walk away having a bad experience where then they're going to go and talk about you like I am right now to all my people. And now they're going to be like, damn, that shit's whack, you know? But shit happens, yo. And uh, like I said, hope the kid continues to live on and do, do the damn thing. But now that uh, I got that off my chest, have the right energy, you know, just fucking go into places and try to be respectable and respected and, you know, just imagine how, imagine how someone would, like, try to put yourself in someone else's situation and think about how they feel if, or how you would feel if you had someone trying to, like, be all up on you, all up in your personal space, trying to give you, like, their whole life story, 105 horrible ways to make money all at once like just imagine what that like that kind of interaction would be and how it's like not it's not going to be positive you know but uh i wanted to check in with y'all i was going to have a solo show at the beginning of the year but i just wasn't wasn't on my game and a lot of that has to do with that i don't know if this goes across other industries i've i hear it a lot with between me and the people that i work with just like around the holidays there's a dip like, people are not trying to spend money to go out. People are not trying to spend money to go to concerts or festivals. They're not trying to pay DJs unless you're having a December wedding. Or, you know, a couple of jobs that I had were, like, holiday parties for companies. But then again, like, how many of those can you do? How many companies do you actually know that are throwing parties like that that don't have their own DJs already? So, like, there's just a dip in the entertainment. Like, even when I worked at UC San Diego, winter quarter and like was always a lull, you know, vacation, people coming back. They're trying to be more on track. 
They have New Year's resolutions. They're not trying to drink. They're not trying to spend money. They're trying to, like, get their lives together, quote, unquote. And so, like, a lot of it just dips. And during that dip, I had a crazy anxiety, depression. Like, I wasn't making any money. And at the same time, I had, like, a lot of extra time. And I was super anxious because I wasn't, you know, I'm used to go, go, go and chasing down contracts and following up. You know, and a lot of people ask me, yo, how did your company start? Because now at this point, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting new clients all the time, or at least I was. People who either got referred to me or, you know, I, I saw an, like a, a thing on social media and Instagram that was like, hey, someone's looking for this. And so I would follow that lead. And <clears throat> people always like, people always ask, you know, because they want to know like how serious you are or the kind of person you are, so especially when you're working with DJs and artists and like kind of creatives, it's always hard to get a read on like, okay, is this person the super driven, organized type or is this the like, will disappear for three days and not give you a call type? So I try to be super on the, the one side, the organized side. So Folks always ask, like, how did you start your business? And realistically, like, it kind of happened by accident, you know? And not accident, but just it wasn't planned. It, was, it, felt like dest- it feels like destiny now that things have gotten to the point where they got in, but at the, at the time it wasn't planned. The only reason why there's a entertainment and consulting is because, like, a majority of the work that I was doing when I first started my company was consulting work. And my friends asked me, consulting? What do you consult? Well, like, there's a lot of people that don't have ideas. They're not, they don't have imagination. They don't have creativity. So when they say, hey, here's my product, or I'm trying to get across this idea, like, that, or this messaging, they don't really have all the, the cool ways, you know, like the photos, and this is what the Instagram post could look like, and here's the caption, or we could shoot a video, or, you know, I could put together a band, or hire a band, or we could get a producer to put together a jingle, or, so there's like all these different kind of angles on how to present stuff, a lot of people don't have that, so my consulting was just that, I would take photos, I would do um, website updates, I would meet with companies on how to promote new products, and maybe I would throw an event for them, maybe I wouldn't, maybe we would just plan a social media campaign. So it was a lot of consulting, not so much entertainment, unless I got to do some kind of experiential marketing where I got to throw an event and put the product in the person's hand, and they got to feel it, and then there was like a whole experience and all that. Um, And little by little, that consulting work became sustainable enough where I was like, okay, I'll start a business, and then I don't have to worry about driving Uber Eats or trying to find a nine to five. I'll just kind of like stack these clients up. And then the DJ stuff was like supplemental, you know? So I'd get a DJ gig or I'd pick up a monthly event or a residency. And then I would be taking photos and doing like the consulting. And that worked for like the first, you know, year or whatever. And as the entertainment stuff picked up, I got to do less of the consulting, and so I kind of started chasing down that more. I was getting booked by the city of Linwood. I was in talks with them. Um, you know, Collective Avenue Coffee, I had a contract with them. Indy, uh, the Redwood Room. So little by the Hound Bar, little by little, I was putting together these residencies, and like the entertainment was going well. And so the consulting stuff kind of got pushed to the side, and I wasn't really on that, you know? And then this dip happened, and I was wishing I had that consulting money lined up because <laughs> I was like, whoa. And then, you know, Indy had issues with their permits, and there's a lot of stuff fought, fell through, you know. And there was like a time where there was a money crunch. I had to take out a personal loan. And um, at the same time that all this stuff was happening, I had kind of put my eggs on the same basket with this Border X thing, and I hadn't really been talking about it because I didn't want to jinx it, and I didn't want to get too excited or have people, you know, are like kind of get ahead of myself. And even now that I'm talking about it, it's still not in stone. I still haven't gotten paid, but like I'm in talks with the CEO, and um, I've done a lot of work, and it's really looking like this is going to be a gig, you know? And so at this point, February 2019, I can honestly say that 
the dip is over and we're kind of like, we're, we're getting rolling again. All of our events have been cracking. I haven't had any kind of like bummer happen. Um, the first speakeasy was dope. Indy's anniversary was dope. Uh, pff, the last couple of Katie Jake's events I've been doing have been dope. And I feel like there's really like momentum growing. And then this Border X thing is becoming more and more realistic and more and more solid. And so I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? And that's kind of like what I was trying to get across is that there was a dark period and I did have to like go back and take out loans. And for a second, I was thinking about getting a job and doing nine to five. And I was totally cool with that because you know what? Like at this point, I've come to accept the fact that sometimes you got to get a job and you got to make that money. You got to get the nine to five. I know a couple people that are on the entrepreneur tip. They've had to jump into nine to fives. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but I had the resources and the ability to sacrifice and kind of live minimal and push through. And I think it's going to pay off, you know, with this contract, with this border X thing. And, um, I'll, as soon as I get the word that it's like solid, I'm going to come back here and I'm going to promote the hell out of it. I'm going to tell you about the grand opening, the calendar we're planning, all the get and all the bands we're bringing and the different things that I'm going to get to do with the community. And if it's going to go down the way that I envision it and the way that the talks have been happening, obviously nothing ever goes to plan and you got to be, you know, nimble and flexible. But um, I really feel like this whole five years, even the year, last year and a half, have been really pushing towards this moment. And um, I'm excited, yo. And so if you've heard me in the past be bitter and, and bummed out and hating life and stressing and, you know, um, this is testament that that shit passes, you know? It, nothing lasts forever. At this point, like, I'm doing really well in life. I think that my business is about to take off. I think I just closed one of the largest clients I've ever had. And uh, it's still going to allow me to do all my extra stuff. So Indy is still going down every month. Speakeasy is still going down every month. The East Los Angeles Art Walk is still going down every month. And on top of that, I'll be getting this extra income to run this whole brand new venue in Bell. And it's going to give me the ability to put on my friends and put on my art. Everybody in my network who fucks with me is going to have access to this venue. And on top of that, I'll be able to extract financial resources and pour them into my other events. So Speakeasy will be bigger and better. And I'll be able to start paying artists to come out to that and start getting features so that we can start packing up that house every, every second Friday, you know? And like, that's the vision I see. And I really, it's been a long time to come to this, even like the after party, right? I, I think I just realized I forgot to pay for today's show, so I got to jump on my credit card, and I'm sorry, Miss Gina, no, I'm sorry, Montana. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm like, whoa, my bad. You're probably going to reach out and be like, why haven't you paid your invoice? And I'm sorry, I'll pay it. Uh, but you know, like even paying for this show or finding people to pay for the show and cover the cost has been stress and Brittany's heard me complain every week about how I don't know if I'll be able to keep doing it and honestly there's days weeks times where I don't feel like I should keep doing it because I'm not sure if this is worth my investment or my time but every time I have a dope ass conversation and we walk outside after and everybody's like yo this is hella dope and I can't wait to come back or Every time I get a random person in my DMs who I don't even know who's trying to be on my show, you know, or like random people that I meet in the street, like, oh, how's the podcast going? Or like, yo, I heard you on the radio show. Or like, yo, is this? And like, and it's just like people are listening, you know? And that's one thing that Montana always said. She's like, people are listening. They're not going to tell you they're listening, but they're listening. And it's true. Like, I've been seeing the influence of me being able to create this platform that I've had on other people and even like on Instagram when I post the clips you know I try to drop the educational or the tips parts or like the funny shit and just the response we're getting online is beautiful man and that's why like 
my sponsors who are here at the ground level, you know, when this shit blows up, they're going to remember that they, they helped build this, you know. I'm never going to forget that. And uh, it's just February 2019, is, it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be sneaky. And it's a great time to know sneaky. And if anybody out there wants to, like, jump on the bandwagon, I ain't like those fucking NFL fans, man. You could bandwagon, you could bandwagon sneaky all day, homie. You could be a fake-ass fan all day. I appreciate y'all listening. I'm sorry that my guests couldn't come out. We are going to reschedule. But I totally understand where he's coming from, man. Like, when you're fucking struggling, going hard, tunnel vision towards your goal, your vision, your creative baby, like, everything that you've been pouring all your energy, like, how are you going to be like, oh, yeah, I got to call this phone until I can't show up to his, like, it's, it's totally understandable. So even though I was thrown off my game and I was super bummed out, I was like, fucking Dwayne, man. God damn it. Ah, I didn't even text him back for like 10 minutes. I was like, don't be mad. Don't text mad. Do not text mad. Do not text mad. Calm down. And I was like, you know what, fool? It's cool. This shit happens. We got to roll with the punches, man. The show must go on. And speaking of shows, this is a packed week. It is the second week of the month, which means we have Speakeasy going down at the Redwood Room, Ruska Beats, B. Turner, Kid Gotti, uh, Reynoso de California Oso, 360. I think I said all those names right. If I didn't, they'll be pissed. It's okay. Man, there's no such thing as bad publicity these days. You know, you could just talk about how I fucked up your name and make that the thing that you talk about. Make that fucking go viral. Like, fuck, sneaky. Can't even say my name right, motherfucker. Start the beef. Start the drama. Sell the hip-hop style. Anyway, um, come out on Friday to the show. Starts at 9 p.m. No cover. 21 plus. Smoking patio is 420 friendly. Um, if it's raining or it's cold, we're going to be inside. So don't worry about that. I like the vibes. Brittany, the inside vibes were cool, right? It was like super like underground, eight-mile style, right? Brittany got down. I got video of her going like this. Like, she was talking about, oh, ride him in the fucking, I'll fuck him in the world. I'm like, God damn, Brittany, what? Nah, she didn't say all that, but there, it was like, that's how I felt. <laughs> you didn't say one cuss word? Oh, you didn't say one cuss word because your mom's was there. You don't cuss in your raps. Learn from your girl. Don't cuss in your raps. It's better that way. That means I could book her to do, like, street fair shit in the boulevard, family-friendly Homegirl be dropping those X-rated content, though, without the cuss words. I like that. I like that. So Speakeasy's going down. Then Saturday, we're going to be at Indie Beer, my Valentine. My homegirl, Tanya, is going to come back. A tattoo artist, painter. She was there, fuck, September of 2017 was the last time she was at Indie, and she had unveiled her new, like, pieces She's going to be doing some anti-Valentine's Day shit because, you know, fuck love and fuck all this bullshit. Commercialize, have to buy your significant other flowers, ass motherfucking holiday. No respect for the poor people or the single people holiday. Anyway, I'm over here ranting. Um, Beer My Valentine will be at Indy. They said they're going to brew a Jamaica beer. They're going to have the $5 Kolsch. I'll have three art vendors there, including uh, Tanya, uh, Gwendolina and Cultivarte Studios. You know, it's always a fun time at Indie. I won't be doing any music, no DJ. It's just going to be vendors and beers and Roxana's food truck, and we're going to just hang out and have a good time, nothing crazy. And then on Sunday, East Los Art Walk on the corner of 1st Indiana, Dear Mama returns with some other vegan vendors. They're bringing along two vegan... Uh, I don't even know what they do. I think one does... Ice cream. You know what? I'm fucking up. Just hit up Dear Mama's Instagram. See who they're bringing. They're vegan homies to the art walk. Uh, me and Cotevarte are pulling together some folks, like vendor wise. I booked um, <coughs> I booked some East Los Angeles locals to come and DJ. So we're expecting it to be a lit event. Hopefully the weather turns holds out. But um. We were recently on TV, got interviewed for that whole event, and the organizer said, rain, sun, what do you say, rain, sun, or lightning? Sneaky's not going to be out there if there's lightning or rain, but 
the weather's going to be great, hopefully. I haven't looked at it. But we're going to be there on Sunday. Um, come out. So it's a packed weekend. Speakeasy, indie, art walk, and then hopefully all this Border X stuff gets finalized, and I'll be able to come out and promote that next week. And uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? And then March is going to be lit. For sure, but you know what? We'll wait to get there. Um, Brittany, do you have anything else? No? Okay, Brittany doesn't have anything else. Big thank you again to my sponsors, Night Flare Company, Midnight Motives, Do Drop the Lights, Cultivarte Studios. Follow me on Instagram, at Official Sneaky. I post about um, the sponsors. I tag them in all the stuff that I post about the show. You can find... Um, in honor of Black History Month, I've featured all the conversations I've had on the podcast with black folks. They're all on the featured audio of my website, and the link is in my bio on my Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, just go to sneaky.net. That's S-H-N-E-A-K-Y dot net. And uh, listen to the past episodes, plug in, tune in. If you're in the L.A. area, come out. Check out the shows, meet up. If you're an artist and you're trying to rap or you want to get on shows, you're, you're a band, whatever, just come and meet me, dude. The, the, the more I get to know you and the more that I'm thinking about you, then when opportunities come up, you're the first one that comes to mind because we're working, you know? It's not just like, oh, yeah, someone hit me up in my DMs like three weeks ago and I don't even know who they are or what they look like or where they're from. Yeah, I'm going to book them. It's not usually how it works, you know? It's like, oh... These folks are out here all the time. They're constantly hitting me up, asking me for shows, inviting me to shows, coming out to support shows. You got to actually like do the work, be there in person, show up, have the right energy, be respectable, make first good, first good impression, you know, walk away, making everybody be like, damn, those folks are cool. I want to kick, kick it with those folks. Book them, you know, that kind of shit. Um, so do that. Hit me up. Check out the past episodes. If you want to be a sponsor, hit me up. I'll tell you all the benefits of that, how much it costs, how it works. If you want your own radio show, your own podcast, hit up the after party and tell them Sneaky sent you. For every radio show that I recommend, I get a kickback. So help out the movement. Let's build this station. Let's create more content. Let's create more content generators. If you got an idea, if you got a brand, if you're trying to invest in yourself and build up your own dream, your own persona, it's all possible, man. You just got to be willing to make those steps, take those steps, make those sacrifices. And <clears throat> don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to lose. Don't be afraid to have to go get a job because, fuck it, everybody else has a job. Not that crazy about getting one. The cool part is when you get to quit and I never have to go back. And you get hand tattoos because you're like, fuck normal working society, homie. I'm going to be sneaky all fucking day. All day. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right. <laughs> I love y'all. I'll see you next week and every week on Monday nights, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the west side of the after party. I love you. Besos. Abrazos. Brittany, take us out. <laughs>